Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Shiva Mozafarian, and today's episode, sponsored by Dermavant Sciences, will present what does it mean to live well with plaque psoriasis. This episode is being offered as a way for you to hear directly from Dermavant Sciences and may contain information about a Dermavant Sciences offered prescription product. From time to time, we'll share sponsored content that we think is of benefit to those with psoriatic disease. MPF encourages everyone living with psoriatic disease to work with their healthcare provider to find an appropriate treatment for them. MPF does not offer medical advice, and this podcast should not be considered an endorsement of any particular product or treatment. I'm here today with Dr. Mona Shariari, who is an assistant clinical professor of dermatology at Yale University School of Medicine, partner at Central Connecticut Dermatology, and president of the Connecticut Society of Dermatology and Dermatologic Surgery. Dr. Shariari's clinical and research interests include inflammatory skin diseases such as psoriasis and the study of novel therapeutics for skin diseases. During this episode, Dr. Shariari will share tips and advice to help adults living with plaque psoriasis to go from just dealing with their disease to addressing it and truly thriving. Thanks to an increased focus from the last few years on overall health and well-being, Along with recent advancements in the topical plaque psoriasis treatment landscape, she reminds us that there's hope beyond the disease and that it's possible to live well with plaque psoriasis. Welcome, Dr. Shariari. So before we start on our topic for today, let's first learn a little bit more about you. I just gave a brief introduction for you, but could you please tell us more about what inspired you to become a dermatologist? Absolutely. So first of all, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be talking about this topic today. But for me, my journey into dermatology actually started way, way back the summer between my undergraduate and my medical school. I was actually privileged that through a Doctors Without Borders type program to work with some of the victims of the Iran-Iraq war who'd had chemical burns at the site of injuries that they'd had from the war, and they developed squamous cell skin cancer in those wounds. And I actually got to see dermatologists firsthand and their role in treating skin cancer. And it was really the first time I had seen dermatologists in this sort of capacity. Growing up, I always thought of a dermatologist as a beauty doctor, but to see how they can have an impact on patients' lives and also see how patients with darker skin tones are also susceptible to skin cancer was very enlightening for me. And that interested me to explore dermatology further when I started medical school. And I'm curious, what led you to focus on chronic skin diseases such as plaque psoriasis? Well, that's really interesting because actually as a first-year dermatology resident, given the previous exposures I'd had to cutaneous oncology, that was the path that I thought I was going to pursue during residency as well as when I graduated as an attending. But it was during my dermatology residency that I actually became more familiar with chronic skin disease. I had the privilege of training under Dr. Bruce Strober. And with him, I was able to see a lot of patients suffering from chronic skin conditions. And what was really unique about these patients was that they could see their skin disease every single day. So it could have significant psychosocial impacts on them. 
and it could negatively impact their overall well-being. But the plus side of it was they could also see the effect of treatments that were being given to them, and that could motivate them to continue with treatment. When someone has high cholesterol or hypertension and you see them in follow-up, you look at their labs, you look at their blood pressure, and you tell them that they're doing better or they're not. But a lot of times those patients can't really tell that there's a difference and they don't sense a meaningful change and they wonder, is their drug even working? But dermatology is different because the effect of treatment is visible to the patient right then and there. And I've always had a passion for patient education, shared decision-making. And during my time as a dermatology resident, when I was treating these chronic skin conditions, it allowed me to not only treat the skin disease, but to treat the person in front of me. Education was a huge part of my practice. Involving them in the decision-making was, again, a huge part of the process. When they would understand their disease and the treatment options and the journey ahead, it helped them cope with their new diagnosis even more. And it made me feel like I was making a difference beyond just the skin. So given how rewarding it was to take care of these patients, I decided to pursue this pathway. And we're so glad that you did. So how long have you been treating patients with psoriasis? And what do you admire most about this community? I dare to say that it's been about 10 years now that I've been treating psoriasis patients. And what I find really unique about them is these patients are motivated to get better. A lot of them have their disease diagnosis later on in life. So they seek out dermatologists, even when their primary may not give them a referral. And in the office, they're willing to try any and all treatments to help restore their skin to their original state. And they don't give up. Even when my first three treatments fail, they are always eager to try the newest medication that hits the space. And they're also willing to share their journey and their newfound expertise with others that are going through the same thing. And these patients have been truly inspiring for me as a physician. And as a physician, what is your definition of living well? Do you think this is harder for adults with plaque psoriasis to achieve? And if so, why? That's an excellent question. So living well can be different for different people. But as a whole, what it means to me is you practice healthy habits on a daily basis to attain better physical and mental health outcomes. So in essence, instead of surviving, you're actually thriving. This could include things like eating well, exercising, practicing mindfulness or self-care, getting enough sleep, having positive relationships. It's absolutely harder to do this when you have psoriasis. No matter how inclusive our society is, people with psoriasis can still feel like outsiders. And the stigma of psoriasis, which is based on people's false beliefs about the condition, can impact people living with psoriasis every day. And as a result, living well can be harder for these patients. A couple examples, you go to the grocery store, you wanna get fresh fruit and vegetables so that you can eat well. Someone sees you reach for an apple with your hand that just happens to have a plaque of psoriasis. Now they think that you're contagious and you've contaminated the produce. So instead of reaching for that fresh fruit and vegetable, maybe next time, you get the fruit that's in a can that has a ton of preservatives and sugar and other stuff in it. Maybe you want to go to the gym in order to feel better about your body, work out, do stress relief, whatever your routine may be. When you take off your clothes and put on your gym clothes, you notice that people are staring at your psoriasis. So next time you may not be motivated to go to the gym and you might just stay at home. You try to go to sleep at a reasonable time, but then you wake up in the middle of the night because your psoriasis is so darn itchy. 
now you aren't sleeping well. As a result, the next day, you're stressed out because you didn't sleep well, your productivity at work is suffering, and now this stress further exacerbates your psoriasis. And finally, you might want to be intimate with a romantic partner. I hear this so much in my practice, but you're embarrassed because you're worried that if you take your clothes off, they're going to judge you based on your skin disease. They may think that your disease is contagious. And all of these things can make our psoriasis patients feel depressed and isolated from society. That can negatively impact their mental health state. So they may not be motivated to practice self-care and mindfulness. They might rather just sit on a couch and watch TV with a bag of chips, so to speak. And this vicious cycle continues. However, even though this is challenging, it is possible for patients living with psoriasis to achieve an overall state of wellness, as long as they make it a daily priority and they're aware of the challenges that come their way and they successfully manage them one by one. So why is it important for adults living with plaque psoriasis to prioritize wellness? As we discussed before, wellness contributes to an overall better state of health, in particular their mental health state. Psoriasis, because of everything that we just mentioned, can lead to depression and anxiety which can negatively impact a person's ability to engage in the activities that help you live well. And this is a downward spiral that ultimately leads to eating poorly, not exercising, not sleeping enough, or even sleeping too much, not forming good relationships with others, which is really important from a coping standpoint to have that good, solid support system in place, and ultimately not taking care of oneself. But most importantly, by prioritizing wellness, these patients can reduce their stress which is a common trigger for psoriasis flare-ups. Also, we know that psoriasis is linked to other comorbidities like cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So by not prioritizing wellness, a lot of our patients are negatively impacting their overall health as well and their life expectancy as well as their day-to-day mental health state. So we've talked about the issues surrounding wellness and why it's important to live well. Let's now look at what people can do to help achieve wellness. When your patients approach you about ways to incorporate more wellness into their everyday lives, what advice do you usually give them? So there's a lot of things that patients can do. First and foremost, it's having a good support system, a group that they can feel safe with to really go on this wellness journey with. That's really key in navigating this complex disease. But let's go through each of those examples that I talked about earlier. So for exercise. Maybe they don't feel comfortable going to the gym, but they can do some exercise at home. They can get the mirror or the Peloton so they can be a part of a community without individuals seeing their skin up close. Or they have a group of friends who also have psoriasis that they can go to the gym together. And studies have found that actually exercising a couple times a week can reduce the prevalence of plaque psoriasis and also reduce the chances of developing some of those comorbidities we talked about like cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, obesity, which in turn can improve the patient's quality of life. With respect to diet, I tell my patients to avoid foods that'll trigger their psoriasis. Certain foods just tend to be more inflammatory in nature. And I tell patients to have a healthy, well-balanced diet. And then if they feel they can't go to the grocery store in the year 2022, there are delivery services that can bring those fresh fruits and vegetables straight to their home. So they don't have to worry about the stigma of reaching for an apple in the produce section of the grocery store. Another thing they can do is prioritize their sleep and get enough of it. 
itching can definitely impact people's sleep. So I tell patients to put on moisturizers or clothes that are soft before they go to bed to avoid any unnecessary irritation of their skin. And also not sleeping well can cause stress on your body and that can worsen your psoriasis. So really prioritizing getting enough sleep is important. And finally, I want them to avoid stress. Find activities that can make you relax. Get a hobby, maybe that's yoga, meditation, maybe even a massage. And by relaxing and eliminating stress from their overall day-to-day, they can actually help improve their psoriasis because we know that stress is a known trigger for psoriasis. And finally, there are other triggers that they can avoid or limit. One is smoking. I usually tell my patients to avoid it. And alcohol can sometimes trigger psoriasis, so I tell patients to limit that as much as possible. So I know you've identified some of the sleep issues associated with psoriasis already, but for those struggling with symptoms like itch at night, which we know can be frustrating, do you have any additional advice to help achieve better sleep habits? Absolutely. So I think one thing we have to always remember is historically, people didn't think of psoriasis as a condition where itch is a major player. But the reality is that itch is a significant player, especially at nighttime, when all the other stimuli in our environment are gone. So we're focused on that itch. And if we don't sleep well, then we take a toll on our daytime productivity. So tips I have for patients is make your bedroom a haven, light candles, adjust the temperature to a comfortable temperature, have nice soft sheets. Sometimes antihistamines can be helpful before bed because they can calm the itch and also cause some drowsiness that can help patients fall asleep better. Also, the scaling and flaking of psoriasis can sometimes be noticeable under the bed sheets. So I tell patients to take a shower before they go to bed to soften the scales, pat dry their skin, then moisturize or use prescription creams. And finally, you want to wear fabrics to sleep that are soft and don't aggravate or rub the skin. Cotton is an excellent example of this. And finally, you want to talk to your doctor about creams, pills, or injectable medications that can help treat the signs and symptoms of psoriasis effectively. Such great tips. Thank you so much. So you previously mentioned the effects of plaque psoriasis go beyond the skin. What's your advice for better mental health? Well, adults living with plaque psoriasis are more likely to experience depression and anxiety than anyone without plaque psoriasis. We talked about this earlier. Caring for your mental health is just as important as caring for the visible signs of plaque psoriasis on the skin. It can be challenging to live with a disease that often feels isolating. That's why I think support groups are really helpful for patients. And taking mental health days when you need them is another crucial step that patients can take. I also tell my patients to maintain a positive attitude, practice mindfulness. Sometimes you might want to speak to a therapist and that care team is made up of various specialists that are therapists that focus on treating patients with chronic skin disease. But most importantly, I tell my patients to treat the disease and go to every appointment because in my experience, some of that depression, anxiety comes from patients having a sense of lack of control. Patients think that they have no control over their disease since it's a part of their genetics and they'll just have to deal with it for the rest of their life. On top of that, the journey to find a treatment that works can also be challenging. But the day those patients make the decision to start a treatment, they're taking back control of their skin and of their life. I think it can be very empowering for patients. 
because they finally feel like they have a role in shutting down this disease and they have a role in terms of what's going to happen with their life as well as their skin moving forward. So true. So is there anything you would caution your patients to avoid doing on their path to wellness? Well, the one thing I always tell my patients to be cautious with is social media and comparing yourself to others. I think social media has been a powerful and therapeutic tool for a lot of patients. It can connect you to other individuals dealing with psoriasis and also connect you with lots of resources, especially through channels like the National Psoriasis Foundation. But if not used cautiously, it can also have some negative effects. So when you're down and in a bad mental health state, when you see someone else's progress in life, even if they too struggle with psoriasis, it can make you feel more isolated or inadequate. So I tell a lot of my patients, use social media cautiously, but remember that you cannot compare your behind the scenes, so to speak, with someone else's highlight reel. No one's going to post the moments when they struggle. They're only going to post the moments when things are good. So maybe when you're near those tough mental health moments, just take a break from social media and come back to it when you have that positive mindset in mind. Certainly great advice. So beyond wellness, what excites you about plaque psoriasis treatment today and in the future? I have to say in the year 2022, it's such an incredible time to not only be a patient, but a provider because we have so many options at our fingertips. I think back to the history of how we treated psoriasis, and it wasn't even until the early 2000s when we understood psoriasis to be an immune media disease. But now we have treatments that can effectively treat patients with psoriasis from the comfort of their own home, which is truly revolutionizing for our patients. And though there have been an explosion of oral and injectable treatments to treat psoriasis, there's remained an unmet need for targeted topicals to treat this disease. Fortunately, in May, the FDA approved Dermavan's Vitama to Pinaroff Cream 1%, which is a first-in-class steroid-free topical prescription medicine used to treat plaque psoriasis in adults. That's certainly exciting news. So can you tell us more about Vitama to Pinaroff Cream 1%? What are the benefits and just how is it unique? So Vitama cream was actually the first topical novel chemical entity to treat plaque psoriasis in over 20 years. It's really, truly unique, and patients can use Vitama cream once a day for any severity of psoriasis on any affected areas on the body as prescribed by their healthcare provider to effectively treat their psoriasis. Now, what does that mean? It means someone can use it for mild, moderate, or severe disease. It can be used safely on the face, trunk, or the groin, but the most important unique feature of this drug is its remittive effect, or the ability of patients to achieve a durable remission when on this drug. And what that means is if a patient achieves clear skin, they have the chance of maintaining clear, almost clear skin for a median of four months or 114 days. Some of the most common side effects to be aware of with Vitama cream in the clinical studies were folliculitis, which are red raised bumps around the hair pores, nasopharyngitis, which is pain or swelling in the nose and the throat, contact dermatitis, which is like a rash or skin irritation, itching or redness on the skin, headache, itching, and influenza. I have to say, ever since Vitama cream hit the space back in May, for me at least, it's really changed the treatment paradigm, and I'm reaching for it as my first-line topical to treat adults with plaque psoriasis. 
So the long-term extension study included a patient questionnaire on the product. What did these adult patients think of Vitamacream? The overall responses were actually very positive, and patients had a high satisfaction with Vitamacream. Nine out of 10 said it was easy to apply, it was not greasy, it absorbed quickly, and eight out of 10 said they'd continue to use it or use it again. And this is what I'm hearing from my real-world patients in clinic. They love the elegant feel of the cream and the fact that it's just once a day, which fits into their busy lifestyles. And research shows that patients who are satisfied with their treatments are more likely to continue treatment, which may improve efficacy. How does treatment satisfaction also factor into wellness? So if patients are satisfied with their treatment, they'll continue to use the treatment. And satisfaction comes down to how the treatment makes them feel, but also how effective the treatment is and how safe it is. Think of it as when you're on a diet and exercise plan that's easy to follow and then you start to see the pounds coming off. You're even more motivated to continue with your trajectory and with your diet and exercise routine. The same thing applies with a treatment regimen for psoriasis. Patients can see the real world day-to-day improvements in their skin, which not only motivates them to continue using their treatment, but also improves their quality of life because they can start living the lives they want to without thinking about their psoriasis every moment of the day. Thank you so much for sharing. That's such an amazing story. What advice do you have for patients about how to find a treatment that's right for them? For starters, call your board-certified dermatologist or your dermatology provider to discuss the best treatments for your psoriasis. Because like I said, in the year 2022, we have so many great options for patients. And every patient, by virtue of their genetics and their treatment goals, is going to require a different approach to therapy. And through shared decision-making, the provider and the patient can decide what is the best treatment plan. And if you're struggling with psoriasis, now is the time to act. Like I said, we have great options like Vitama that can help patients live a life that's not defined by their psoriasis. Such a great message to end out the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Shariari, for being here with us today, share insights on how to live well with psoriasis. Thank you so much for having me. For our listeners, this sponsored episode was brought to you by Dermavant Sciences. For adults living with plaque psoriasis, an effective treatment and wellness go hand in hand. This chronic and lifelong disease can be treated in a way that doesn't interfere with your life and doesn't force you to make compromises between feeling well and achieving clearer skin. For more information about Vitama Cream, speak with your healthcare provider or visit vitama.com. Please continue listening for important safety information about Vitama to Pinneroff Cream, a treatment discussed in today's episode. Important safety information. Indication. Vitama to Pinneroff Cream, 1%, is an aryl hydrocarbon receptor agonist indicated for the topical treatment of plaque psoriasis in adults. Adverse events. The most common adverse reactions Incidences greater than or equal to 1% in subjects treated with Vitamacream were folliculitis, red rays bumps around the hair pores, nasopharyngitis, pain or swelling in the nose and throat, contact dermatitis, skin rash or irritation, including itching and redness, peeling, burning, or stinging, headache, pruritus, itching, and influenza, flu. You are encouraged to report negative side effects of prescription drugs to the FDA. Visit fda.gov medwatch or call 1-800-FDA-1234.
1-800-273-1088 or report side effects to Dermavant Sciences at 1-8-Dermavant. That's 1-833-762-8268. Please find full prescribing information at vitama.com. All trademarks are property of Dermavant Sciences GmbH. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Ghana, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.